Today is January 7th, 2023, and on the Teensy Leader podcast, we have Jessica Cox. Hi. Hello. Thank y'all for having me. This is a cute little studio y'all got here. Thanks for coming in. Of course. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I had a meltdown this morning. Mm. Um, I did my makeup. Everything was fine. And then I ripped my titties trying to put them on so that was <laughs> that was that was a moment this morning I kind of cried a little bit and I said I guess I'm gonna be fucking ugly um Does but that then often yeah um <laughs> I ha- I have a breakdown at least three times when I'm getting ready I meant ripping your titties but oh <laughs> <laughs> I mean no this is new um I've had these titties for like three years now so now they're on the withered side what so the shelf life of of titties on Amazon, I'm guessing? Yes. Three years? Uh, approximately. Um, I've taken very good care of my titties, mm-hmm. but most of the time they do end up ripping at some point. Just uh, a lot of use. A lot, lot of use. Definitely <laughs> got a lot of use out of these fun bags. Uh, well, uh, on that note, welcome, welcome in. Thanks thank for you. joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Maybe you could uh, just introduce yourself to everyone, give us a little bit about your background, your name, pronouns, just the, okay. the short list of all of it. Um, so my name's Jessica Cox. Uh, my pronouns are she, they, him. I go by everything. Um, I guess I started drag when I was like four because I grew up doing musical theater like my whole life. And mm-hmm. so drag and musical theater kind of go hand in hand, I feel like. Um, a lot of performance base, a lot of entertaining. Um but it wasn't until like I want to say 2016 that's when I first started developing Jessica. Mm. Um, it started with blue eyeshadow and red lipstick, um, just hiding in my closet until I turned 21, and then it just kind of went off from there. I started going out to the clubs every weekend. Every time there was a show, I was always in drag, just sitting at the bar, and that's pretty much how I started. Where were you born? Uh, I was actually born in Carson. Carson yep. City. Yeah, shout out. I was born in Carson. Really? Yeah. Were you born, born at the old hospital? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the old hospital. Not not the new Carson, fancy Carson Tahoe, but like it was on like off Bath Street or whatever. This is 91. Yeah, I was 98. This is 91 when I was born. My parents lived in Minden. Okay. But Carson was the closest hospital. Yep. So that's where I was born. So I would say maybe... I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm just going to say yes. I'm just going <laughs> to say yes. Yeah. Now it's an old nursing home. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Spent some time there once upon a time. Maybe I'll go there to die. I went there to die. Fun <laughs> fact. <laughs> fun fact. I went there to die. It's crazy. Wild. Um, what What do you think of... Carson City is uh, kind of a small town. Very small town. Reno's a small town. I think it's a town. People, people will say it's a city. It's a town. Well, so, okay. Originally, I grew up in Virginia City. Oh. Yeah, so even smaller than Carson. So when I came from Virginia City to Carson, I was like, oh, damn, this is like a city. But then when I came from (laughs) Carson City to Reno, I was like, oh, damn, it's a city. (laughs) A real city. A real city. I made it, mama. (laughs) And then I took a trip to Seattle, and I was like, fuck, this is is not like Reno at all. Mm -hmm. Wow. Way bigger. I got lost. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. 
I, I got sidetracked by a used condom on the side of the road, and then I got lost real fast. <laughs> Wait, where am I? Where am I? Am I on Pike Street? This is weird. So don't use used condoms as uh, as markers yes. to know where you're at in um, cities. They are everywhere. They're everywhere except for Google Maps. <laughs> you will not find it on there, and you will be lost. <laughs> you'll be lost forever, and then you'll just be walking in circles in like a Kmart parking lot. <laughs> Specifically Kmart, for Specifically sure. Specifically <laughs> Kmart. That's where all the used condoms are. Yeah. Anyway, um, maybe you could talk a little bit about growing up in a smaller town and wanting to do drag. Um, okay, so growing up in Carson was definitely different because it is a little bit more on the conservative side. So, like, there's when I was growing up there, we didn't really have like a huge gay scene or like anything for that matter. Um, basically, if you didn't play sports, it didn't matter. Yeah, so I first started getting into drag based off of YouTube, like Mm -hmm. doing my research, and then, um, I just started getting dressed up in my room all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it started for me. Just kind of went from there. YouTube. YouTube. Uh, w- just YouTube and any shows like Ru- RuPaul or uh, I, any inspirations? Well, my first inspiration for drag was um, drag queen Willem Belli. She's kind of like an actress, mattress. She's a very fun girl. She's very, very much a shithead. What does actress, mattress mean? She's a she's a lady in the film industry. Oh. Not really, but she does she does a lot of promiscuous acts mm-hmm. in and out of drag. Mm-hmm. And she's also a lady of the night, a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> so she she was my first inspiration because, you know, she's very real mm-hmm. and you know, she's always educating herself and always trying to do better. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of what I strive to be towards. How how's how's the drag scene in Virginia City? What drag scene? <laughs> what drag scene? The, I mean the um, steampunk scene. I, I mean <laughs> I the the yeehaw scene. The yeehaw. The yeehaws. That's that's, what, uh, that's what's up there. Basically, um I don't know. I don't really go up to Virginia City anymore. Mm-hmm. Um I went up there November last year for a wedding and I walked in and I felt like uh, the main character walking in. Because everyone looked at you? Everyone looked at me, and everyone was in, like, their shit kickers and their cowboy hats. And I was there in, like, a full black pantsuit and sparkly red bottom heels. I felt like that bitch when I walked up there. Get any numbers? No, but I got a lot of lot of daddies staring at me. Mm-hmm. Lot, lot of, lot of cowboys. That's what I think about small towns. I'm like, mm, there's probably a lot of, like, older gay men that are oh, married... Yeah. And just looking for anything. Oh, yeah. A lot of people, well, especially like, that's just not even in Virginia City. That's everywhere. Yeah. Um, everywhere there's always older men who are married with kids secretly in the closet. <laughs> Living their best euphoria life. Honestly. I mean, I even like in my day job, um, I've gotten some of those cross-dressers ready mm-hmm. to go out for the night. Mm. Um like they come in, they fly in from like out of town. Like I had one from Milwaukee. Um, they flew all the way to Reno and they come to Reno just so they can cross dress. Hmm. Um, so that's always an interesting for me. Do you think that's uh, that's like like many people from the whole country come to Reno? Like it's kind of a I don't want to say a mecca, but just like a, a destination, if you will, of uh, 
you could come here and cross-dress and that's great? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Reno itself is just like a giant melting pot. Yeah, Like, true. we have almost everything here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think why people come here is because it's freeing in a way. Because, you know, we have a lot of things are legal here that aren't legal everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like we have legalized prostitution here. You can own a tiger here. You can own peacocks. You can own a giraffe if you want. I mean, you can basically do whatever you want here. So I feel like that's why people just kind of come out here to explore. They think this is the place. They they really do. And, and fun fact, it's actually a golden turd. <laughs> fun fact. Fun fact, Reno. Fun fact <laughs> about Reno. If you look it up. If you look it up, it's um, the actual definition is um, the nicest shithole you'll ever see. <laughs> no, that's you. I Listen, listen. I know it says that on the bathroom stall, but you can't say that oh. on mic. <laughs> yeah. Jessica is really uh, uh, funny. I don't know. That's why uh, I'm normally never the person to like give little jabs. Unless I'm in the moment. But I got to say, being at Drag Brunch, watching all y'all talk to each other, it's just fun. It really is. Especially because, like, I feel like when you're especially in the drag scene, you get so comfortable with each other. So, like, you can make those little jabs and, like, you know that person doesn't actually mean it. Yeah. Like, it's like just talking shit to your friends, but, like, you're being a cunt about it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think? What kind of energy difference do you think there is between like fun jabs and like hold my poodle oh bitch hold my poodle yeah um (laughs) i think like tone tone definitely tone and um facial expression Mm -hmm. like you can it's like a fine line but you can tell when someone's actually like trying to talk shit to you versus like i'm just trying to like kiki and hang out with you for a minute Mm -hmm. you can there's like a fine line you can tell in the fleck Reflections in their voice. It's interesting. When you say Kiki and hang out with you a minute, I, I'm guessing like Kiki Palmer. But what what are you oh, um, referring to? So Kiki is a term like we use in like the queer community. It's like hanging out, basically, mm-hmm. um, just hanging out with your friends, hanging out with your girlfriends, basically just. Where'd it come from? I'm not going to bullshit you. I have no idea. (laughs) I heard it on a YouTube video one time and I just started saying it. YouTube Um, is the place. But, you know, I'm assuming it came from ballroom culture, as Mm -hmm. most things in the queer community do. Um, But I'm assuming that term came from ballroom ballroom culture. culture. Maybe you could elaborate on that. I've never heard any of this. So when you say ballroom culture... Ball- in the queer community. So ballroom culture, don't quote me on this because I'm fucking stupid. Um, but I believe ballroom culture started in Harlem mm. um, in around the 80s, 70s, 80s. Um, basically, it was a safe place for um, queer, trans people of color especially to come together and do walks and pat basically a pageant Hmm. um so you would come there would be different categories for the night and you would walk to whatever category um and a category could be anything they had butch queen real realness um uh 
God, I don't even remember. But there's so many different categories that go into it. And it's basically just a giant safe place. Mm-hmm. But that's where a lot of our terms come from and a lot of um, drag especially comes from, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's definitely ballroom culture. That's pretty cool. I've never heard that term before myself. I mean, I feel like a lot of people, like especially now, like it's not, especially out here, we don't have ballroom culture in Nevada. Like, mm. I don't think I've ever seen a ballroom, like a ball mm. happen in Reno. Um, what... what uh... So when you say a ball, like I kind of, it kind of makes me start thinking. So, so you're part of a drag house. I am. Yeah. And, uh, the house does more shout out. Shout out house. It does more. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so you're part of this house and you know, I started helping out with drag brunch, uh, several years ago and it was the first time that I had ever heard of a drag house. Yeah. Um, I'd seen a lot of Queens do their own thing and that was kind of, I think stereotypically, uh, the mindset from a lot of people, especially because when we first started doing drag brunch, we did a group number mm-hmm. and it was always introed as like queens don't normally perform together, um, at least in ours. Maybe I'm wrong or maybe it, it happened in other places. Maybe not Reno, though. Yeah, no, not really so much in Reno. But I mean, so houses actually come from ballroom culture, too. Right. So basically a house is like you and your closest girls and you're all a big family. Mm-hmm. Um, so way like in the eighties, um, your house was your family. Cause a lot of people actually got kicked out from their real houses, like from their real families just because they were gay or trans. So all these queer people would find each other and create their own house and create their own families. Mm-hmm. So that's where house comes from. But group stuff in Reno, there has been a couple group things that happen, but I feel like they don't really last long. Um, I feel like the Emerson for sure, definitely, especially for how long this brunch has been running, Mm -hmm. um, definitely has the most consistent group numbers Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, it all kind of makes me think of like how many houses are in Reno? Too many for me to count. Too many. There's that many. Really? I mean, there's like the, I just only pay attention to myself, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I know there's like the house that does more and there's a few other houses that have their own brunches around town. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I feel like with with the name ball, ball culture, ballroom culture, it, it kind of makes me think like, wouldn't we, shouldn't we have like a drag ball? We should. With all of the houses and, and invite, like, you know, we could, it could be very much like, uh, <laughs> like a Hunger I Games. To, I hate to quote Harry Potter, uh, um, uh, fuck JK Rowling, but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't talk about her right now, but Harry Potter, like, you know, the number four, the fourth one, the where fourth they all one, come in. The Triwizard Tournament. Yeah. Like, we could have every single house come in with a number. To, like, oh their entrance God. number, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Wait, like, when they're first coming into, like, the Great Hall? Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to be the bitch that, like, catches <laughs> someone on fire. I, I want that to be me. <laughs> I just want to walk in and look at somebody and just, like, a fireball in their face. I would be down with the drag ball. I think that... Well, I think it would how, be fun. How do we make this... How do we make this work? I'm an idea person, business-wise. I got other people to help me with that. <laughs> Listen, I'm the type of person, you just tell me what to do and I'll do it. That's that's who I am, so. 
What's your phone number? I'll give it to you after the show. Wait, you have my phone number. Yeah, I do have my phone number. <laughs> but um, I think ball, like a ballroom culture in Reno would be fun, um, but only if it's Hunger Games style. Mm. Yeah, only if like there's blood involved. There can only be one. There can only be one. Only one winner. It's going to be me. So we need 13 drag houses, and one of them have to disappear in a mysterious... Uh, Fit of rage by the Reno government. Yes. And then come back to the next, the second ball, third ball, whatever it yes. is. But that first one, no, nah, no, nah, you're on the back end. Exactly. And then, and then uh, so if the house does more, was one of the districts from the Hunger Games, one through 12, which district would they be? What district is that, is the one in the very first movie, that blonde dude that was super aggressive with his sword? Probably, probably like probably like district one, one. of the f- first ones yeah. yeah i feel like that would be the house it does more the elite the elite the elite we train all year for this <laughs> like like we train our kids young so they can fight yeah and then we send them to battle <laughs> um i that sounds really cool i don't know if that could ever happen uh let's make it happen let's make it happen no i think because like it we could make an event out of this. I mean, if you you could sell tickets. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know how any of the business works. Like I said, but you sell tickets. You get a representative from all the houses to make sure that the houses are there, and then have the queens, you know, come in um, as the event. You know, they would be backstage. It wouldn't be the because a lot of the times when I go to. Um, I went to Five Star last night with Joe. Okay. Right? And they I think they had a show, but we're old. So we got there at like 8.30. And there are some queens at the end of the bar who are watching some RuPaul Drag Race. And we talked about it. And it was like, oh, they must have a show later. And I was just like, this is why I do drag brunch. Because I'm not about being here for another two hours to see them perform. I'm like an old lady at this point. My bedtime is like 8.30. I got to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's the time Like, I used to start getting ready for all these shows was 8.30. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have the energy. You got to go to bed. Yeah, I'm tired. Listen, I just took my sleeping pill. I got to go. <laughs> I smoked a joint. Like, I got, I got to go lay down right now. Yeah, get comfy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got my shoes on. I got my little, I got my little um, bunny slippers on. I got my mm. cheetah print robe. I'm cool. I don't, delicious. I don't need to go out. I'm good. <laughs> Cheetah Girls for Life. Cheetah Girls for Life. Uh, before I, I'll, we should do that as one of our group numbers. <gasps> Cheetah Girls. That'd be, oh my God, that'd be, really that'd be so cute. That'd be, that'd be fun. Oh um, my God. Yeah, uh, I was, I'm digressing so much. Um, it's okay, I smoked uh, a joint before I got here, so. For sure. That's, it's either going to go really good or it's going to go downhill from here. Gonna, yeah. What? What did you just I'm, No, I'm me? literally, just, I'm going to be passed out on the couch, like full spread eagle. <laughs> like, <laughs> just taking a fat nap. That's the dream. That's what I do, honestly. <laughs> um, I just nap. I remember what I was going to say. Uh, we get all the girls backstage and don't have them mingle with the audience and have the audience come in and then do it kind of like theater in the round. You know what I mean? Oh. Because you, you said this Hunger Games, right? Yes. So, like, how, why not, like, pose it in a kind of gladiatorial way? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I see a, what you mean. Yeah, like you. We need like a big iron cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because there a lot of the times there are, uh, you know, um, lip sync, lip sync. What is it? Uh, 
like a lip-sync battle battle yeah i was like is battle the right yeah it's yeah, a, a battle, battle yeah yeah i've seen that at the emerson a lot you could I, I think it'd be interesting to do that uh like an almost a tournament style where you have like all of these houses coming in that are like picking their champions oh my god i you love know what that I, mean? I just had a thought um do all that and then the loser falls through a trap door oh <laughs> yes Falls yes. into a trap door and uh, at the bottom is going to be, let's just put, mm, <laughs> 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 let's put some uh, water. Let's put some nasty shit in there too. And then water. we'll have like a video of them falling Used in tucking there. tucking panties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. God. What I, how, yeah. We'll just uh, link the disposal from every one of the girls' rooms from when they're putting all of their makeup and shit on to one vent and then they'll fall into (laughs) that place. No. (laughs) I would I would rig that competition just so I didn't fall through the bottom. Like there no way. The the stench that would come. Let's let's ask Tyler. Maybe he can make this happen. Tyler, I'm gonna need you to renovate the Emerson and dig a ten foot ditch under the stage. Please. Um that would be great. (laughs) If you could just do that. ASAP. Oh, that would be nice. Thank you. <laughs> Love you. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. That'd be really cool. Um, uh, so your your day job. My day job. Could you talk a little bit about that? Um, so I am a hairdresser, but mm-hmm. I don't consider myself like like the typical hairdresser. Like I consider myself a professional, unprofessional asshole. Mm. Um, I'm very nice and I try and keep it very real with my clients. Um, but we always make a joke at work. Like if we had an HR department, we'd all be fired because <laughs> I, we all yell at each other, but like it comes from a loving place. So like, yeah. um, I don't know. It's just, it's like my home. That's my home away from home. Mm-hmm. I work at Siren Salon, by the way, if you need your hair done. How long have you been cutting hair? Legally since 2017. Um, I grew up doing hair, like helping the littles in musical theater with their hair and makeup. Um, And then when I graduated high school and started going to college, I realized college was not for me. Um, Dropped out after one semester and went to beauty school and then just kind of been doing hair ever since. What were you studying in college for that? I was fun fact, vocal performance. That was that was my major. But I was trying to get in and do all of like the. Um, basic shit first. Hmm. So like I was trying to get yeah. my associate's degree first and then go back in and do my vocal performance. And then I was like, nope, nope, not for me. I hate school. I yeah. hate it. Not for me. Yeah. So I just went to trade school and it worked out way better in my favor because mm-hmm. I'm still performing. I'm still doing what I like to do. And then I make money on the side. With your wigs, you do all your own wigs? Or I do, do you, yeah. Do so how how does it work with that like do you do you buy the hair and make the wig that way do you buy a wig that's like done to extent and then you style it or what how do you go about that so um the last few wigs that i've made normally i'll just find um a cheap wig on amazon like 45 dollar heat resistant synthetic wig um and then i'll trim it cut it cut layers into it so that way it flows like real hair um and then I just style it from there. Um, but most of the time, that's what I do. I, I don't get fancy with it. I tried sewing tracks into this wig, and I hated it, so I took them out. 
What are tracks? Just a just pattern? um, it's like a track of hair, mm-hmm. um, and then you just kind of sew it in, mm-hmm. in place. Wow. Okay. It's like a whole whole weft of just free hanging hair. A weft. I'm a learning weft. so many. What is a weft? A weft is a group, like a little grouping of hair that's on a track. That's on a track. A track. <laughs> <laughs> Teach me more about hair. What do you want to know? Uh, how many wefts? Uh, that I feel like a weft is a, a unit of measurement. So what, it, what would a group of wefts be? A bundle. A bundle. A bundle. Is there? What's a group of bundles? Is that just a hair? That's a unit at that point. A unit. A unit. Is there more than? And then there are units. Then there's units. So like the your complete hair is a unit. So this wig would be considered a unit. Yeah. Because it's a full. It's fully put together. It's Mm -hmm. a full unit. Um, And then you get into bundles, and that's just the grouping of wefts Mm -hmm. all together on a single track. And then you measure and cut them off and whatever. Um, and then the weft is the actual thing that you measured and put in the hair. Um, is yeah. what is below a weft? Would that be like a strand? Strand or a single or um, it still could be considered a weft. Still a weft. Still a weft. <laughs> I like the word weft. Weft. It comes out nice. It's it's wefty. Weft. The weft is wefting. It's fun to say. It's very, there's a lot of fun things to say in here. Um, Oh my God. So I was cutting um, one of my cousin's girlfriend's hair and she told me that she wanted slut strands. And I looked at her and I was like, what the fuck is a slut strand? And she was like, you know, those little pieces right here. And I was like, like the blonde pieces or like, what are you talking about? And she's like, no, like the little wispy hairs. I was like, face framing? face framing when when did we start calling them slut strands i was very confused right now right now so from this day forward i am now calling face framing layers slut strands slut strands technical term technical term books um i'm gonna put that down on my service board slut strands uh honestly you'll probably get a lot more people i probably i mean i got a lot of clientele when i introduced the britney bitch um so Remember when Britney shaved her head? Mm-hmm. So the Britney bitch, you come in and um, I'll let you take the first swing at shaving your hair and then I'll come in and I'll do the rest. That's creative. Right? That's It's fun. fucking funny. That is funny. I've gotten quite a few people just because we put that on our service board at work. They just wanted to do it. And it, <laughs> it, it honestly, and it's great for like deterring like the Karens because mm-hmm. that's like dealing, doing Karen hair is probably my least fucking favorite thing to do ever what's the what's the difference between a karen getting their hair done and uh anyone else a karen getting their hair done is just an asshole the whole time they're an asshole booking the appointment they're an asshole during the appointment and they're an asshole after the appointment there's no redeeming quality no they're just a fucking asshole i've had quite a few of those i've had quite a few interesting characters in my chair that's for sure oh gosh you know have you seen the menu? Not yet, but I really want to. I just saw a scene last night and like the head chef, he like started tearing up a little bit because the one girl started yelling at him because his food was shit. I saw that scene, but I need I need to watch the whole movie. Go watch it. it. Spoke to me as an artist. I think it was a great movie. It looks like a really good movie. There, there was like, there's this part where the chef, head chef, Voldemort, was talking with uh, Anna Joy Taylor, 
and um, this won't really give away too much of the movie. Uh, uh, but he was saying that she was different than the other people in the room because she wasn't somebody who was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. She was uh, hired, right? And he looks at her and he's like, I know shit, a shit shoveler when I see one. Are you one of us? Me. Are you one of them? And it's kind of this notion of like, are you in the service industry or are you one of the people being served? And it, it was very interesting because it's this kind of thing where if you've been in the service industry, you know, you know, like you're saying, you're saying this story to me and I've never cut hair, but I have worked in the service industry Mm -hmm. for a large part of my life. And anyone who has, they understand when, when it comes down to it, how to not be an asshole the entire way through. Exactly. Maybe they're an asshole at some point, but the longer you're in the service industry, the more you just have uh, kind of a perspective, I think, of what it takes to do whatever it is and not be an asshole. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like some people just don't have like social cues either on when they're being assholes. Yeah, they well no no one points it out to him. Exactly. Yeah, I just stopped called. a service. I'm like, we're good here. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your money that bad. I'm good. Just cut half their hair. On, like, listen, mm. that I've actually done that before. I had a men's client and he was being a little homophobic and I was like, I need you to tell me what you want with your hair and he's like, I just want a men's cut. And so I sat there and I was like, what the fuck does that mean to you? It's like, there are multiple types of men's cuts. I need you to narrow it down a little bit for me. And then um, he started getting a little lippy and then told me if I can't cut his hair, he will just find someone else to do his hair. And I was like, fine. So I took his cape off and I told him to get out. Dang. So sometimes sometimes you have to be an asshole to the assholes. Sometimes you got to keep it real. Exactly. She's going to keep it real. Um, can you tell me, uh, maybe a little bit about the drag scene in Reno? Like we've talked about it a a little bit, but, um, it's kind of interesting to me that bigger cities have a ballroom culture, Mm -hmm. have a place where, you know, it could be maybe the town, uh, pedestal, the, the town center where everyone can talk there's actually enough people to make that you know right groups that come together to make a community right what do you think of the community here how do i be nice um and you don't have to say any specific names okay cool um i i the drag scene in reno is definitely it's its own vibe Mm. i'll say because like when i went to seattle like their drag scene there, it was completely different than what we have here. Um, like here, it's very cutthroat in a way. Hmm. Um, Cause you know, we are a smaller town and there's so many drag queens here now. So you kind of have to like push yourself to like do more in a, in a sense. Um, but I don't know. And I also feel like we're very divided. Like everyone has their own little cliques here in town. And um, I just try and be nice to everyone. I keep to myself. I stay in my own lane. If someone texts me to do a show, if I'm free, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But I just stay to myself. What uh, what shows are you doing right now? Right now, um, <clears throat> I, I'm currently at the Emerson. We have two sold out brunches this month. Um, 
And then I have to double check dates, but we have shows coming up in February. Um, and then I'm going to be at Whitney Peak for the next six months. I believe it's one show a month for the next six months. Um, is that on a Saturday? Yes, it is on a Saturday. Um, Emerson's are on Sundays, and then uh, Whitney Peaks are on Saturdays. So it's very nice. Those are my favorite days. Mm-hmm. To do drag. To do drag. I get to, to I get to be pretty, and I get to be drunk, and mm-hmm. I get paid for it. Yeah. So that's my favorite part. Um, so I have a couple questions now, I guess. I have uh, a couple answers. <laughs> um, uh, so... So you have a performance background before before going full fledged into drag with musical theater, mm-hmm. right? How much of that did you do? How how many shows have you done musical theater wise? I did a lot. Yeah, I started from the age of four, and I kind of stopped in high school, like my senior year in high school. Um, I did a lot. If you ask me, I won't remember. because I blame, I blame the opioids I did a couple years ago. I have a horrible memory, but, um, no, I remember I, my very first show I did Aladdin and there were eight Jasmines and I was one of those eight Jasmines because I demanded to be a princess and I was four years old Get it? and it started from there. Um, (laughs) and then the last show I did, um, I think I did the last show I did was little mermaid. And I was one of the eels. Mm -hmm. So that was very fun for me. I got to ride around on a skateboard on my stomach. Um, So with that, uh, being in musical theater and and, uh, being an actor in that, you're always given the circumstance, the situation, the character. Mm -hmm. Uh, But drag is different. It's your own creation. Yes. Your own uh, choices. Exactly. What, what, kind of transition did you have between going from hey you're Aladdin or you're uh Jasmine hey uh you're who are you in Little Mermaid Flotsam Flotsam the eel the right. eel I was about to say Ariel I'm god I fucking wish no I auditioned for Ursula and I was really mad that I didn't get it uh, <laughs> so I was like I guess I'll be the eel it's fine I guess I'll be. I the, guess. I mean, it's still the villain, but I like, I guess I'll be the eel. And I don't get all to, of Ursula's stuff and secretly be in the back. Yeah, I get to waiting. touch the tentacles at least. So I mean, I guess that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was watching SpongeBob the other day, and there's uh-huh. some, there's some times where they reference Squidward's tentacles, where I'm like, holy shit! There are actually a lot of it. I was rewatching SpongeBob. There's a lot of adult jokes in SpongeBob that just adult, flew over my head as a kid. A lot of adult jokes, a lot of gay jokes, a lot of gay jokes. I, when I saw them, I was like, holy! A lot shit. of gay jokes. Yeah, the the ugly episode. Yeah, there. Uh, well, maybe he, you're just ugly. He, yeah, he was. He was like. I'm ugly and I'm proud. Me and then it drag. goes to Squidward and he's like, is that what you call it? <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's Melendi talking to me. <laughs> Hi, Melendi. Hi, Melendi. She was going to be on the podcast. We're going to have her later. We scheduled it and then some things happened. Yeah. She just, um, she just went down to Vegas, um, not too long ago. Like for sure. Literally for New Year's, so she just got back into town a couple nice, days nice. ago. I'll see her next week. Oh yeah, at the brunch. At the brunch. Yeah, but um, back back oh, to yeah, the question. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell me about like making your own uh, artistry, your own your own words, actions, movements, costumes. So, so for when I came up with Jessica, like 
the first thing I thought of was like the stereotypical bimbo. Mm. Like Jessica is like the Jennifer Coolidge of Reno. Like she's <laughs> like, she's the Anna Ferris. She's the Anna Nicole Smith. She's just the dumb blonde in yeah. every movie. Um, so everyone loves a dumb blonde and everyone loves a bimbo. They're fun. They're perky. Um, so I just kind of, when I was coming up with Jessica, I wanted her to be this like fun, bubbly person um, that everyone just kind of wants to gravitate towards. So that's just kind of how I plan my numbers in a way. Like, mm-hmm. like what can I do to be sexy? What can I do to be fun? What can I do to engage with the audience? Make sure everyone is looking at me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of start from there and then I will listen to a song over and over and over on repeat and just kind of just do my thing. Yeah, when when you would say just do your thing, you uh choreography wise, how much of it is planned, how much of it is feel? I would say about 75% of it is feel. Mm-hmm. Um because especially since stage and drag are totally different, like with mm-hmm. stage you have to have that choreography, mm-hmm. whereas with drag I feel like it's more engaging where you have to engage more with the audience where you have to like come up and like look at people and directly in the eye and like make sure you're like you're touching their hand a little bit when you're grabbing the dollar. So that way they feel that connection. Um, so I always try to plan at least some sort of choreography that I can do in between me walking around and talking to people during the number. That's nice. Yeah. Um, uh, and most of the time you have uh, a blonde wig. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like I've seen you do maybe some other color once or twice. Yeah. I always gravitate towards blonde. Yeah. And that just goes with that, that bimbo yeah. aesthetic. Very, very much beach blonde bimbo, very platinum bimbo. Um, I don't know. I've tried like other different color wigs. Like I really like how red looks on me and I really like how black looks on me. But at the end of the day, I always just want to go back to blonde. It's mm-hmm. it's my safe place. It's where I feel at home. <laughs> I don't. Blondes I don't. Have more fun. Blondes do have more fun, and I feel naked if I'm not wearing blonde. So if you're wearing red, you're like, oh, I'm exposed. Oh my god, I'm so exposed. I'm oh so god. exposed. No one look at me. Oh don't my god. <laughs> oh. I'm only wearing red. I'm o- I'm only wearing red. Oh no. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, yeah, it's it's always kind of been fascinating to me uh, coming from theater, having, you know, structure uh, with all of those things. Everything is in a book that is given to you mm-hmm. and then coming to drag to drag brunch. And, and uh, you know, we have the structure of our group number that we do. But besides that, I'm very much just a supporting role. Mm-hmm. And uh, I so I get to to watch y'all and. What you're describing to me, I think that might be uh, not every drag queen's approach, but a lot of queens' approaches, yeah. I think, are more that feel. Yeah. Right? And and they have, like, set things that they're going to do. They kind of have their shtick, mm-hmm. if you will. Exactly. You know? So they'll do stunts or they'll do comedy or mm-hmm. what, whatever it is. And they kind of gravitate towards those things. Um, and those things are, you know... they're they're planned sometimes but other times it's just kind of like oh i'm gonna try to get over there and do this at that time yeah yeah and i don't know it's very art wise i think it's very like 
improv-esque. It reminds me of times that I've done like murder mystery parties where you're a character. You don't yes. drop that character. You don't have lines. You just have a background. Yeah. And that's it. And you just have to talk on how they would talk with the clues or whatever you're supposed to give to the people. Exactly. You know, and it's more a feel. It's kind of... Uh, improv exactly to an extent I especially creative especially yeah um a lot of what I do is improv yeah like I don't especially if I'm doing um like bingo or something yeah um I don't write any jokes for bingo I just take a shot sit on stage and then whatever happens happens Mm -hmm. and go from there yeah And, you know, that's the other thing is like going to drag brunch. I've never gone to uh, a gig before and just been fed alcohol. Yes. You know, and when I say fed, I don't I don't mean like take the shot, take the shot. You have to perform and you're going to get drunk. It's not like that. I mean, would you like a beverage? Yeah, it's just it's just like, hey, you want you want a shot Mm -hmm. right now? It's just like, um, oh, okay. Well, fuck, I can't say no. Yeah. Well, I mean, when all the queens are like, we're taking a shot right now before we go on. I'm yeah. Like, w- yeah. That That's the go-go <laughs> juice. I mean, you got to do your shot before you go on stage. Take that. One, it's one, I'm fine. You know, yeah. one, I'm fine. And then like once I do the, the number and I'm just running around picking up ones for everybody, mm-hmm. I'll take a couple more uh, because I get to enjoy the show every time as well. Right. You know, um, but like, I think that that uh, lubrication, if you will, kind of also in a way lends itself to not being as as uptight, rigid, structured, serious. Yes. You get into that more improv feel. You get into that loosey-goosey vibe. Yeah. Like everything, anything can happen and you're okay with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very interesting. I'm just like putting these all together in my head right now. Cause I've, I've observed the show so many mm-hmm. times, um, that it's always been interesting, like thinking about it afterwards and like what's going on and stuff like that. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Crazy. What's your, uh, your actual vocal range? Oh God. I don't even know. Um, I guess I consider, I would consider myself a tenor. Or like a counter tenor, because mm-hmm. um, I can hit some pretty high notes. Mm. It's it just depends on the day and what I've been doing that day. I heard this thing that it said count. I mean, you could be a tenor, but do you think you would be as high as like an alto? Oh, I am as high as an alto. Yeah. So yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Like I remember the the uh, the argument the the talking about vocal parts mm-hmm. and uh, the kind of mixing together of gender and vocal parts yes. with soprano, alto, mezzo, baritone, bass, tenor, you know, mm-hmm. all of those, I can say any one of them and most people will be like, Oh, a bass is a man. Exactly. Or an alto, a mezzo is a woman, you know, exactly. but um, it really comes down more to the range less to if you have a dick exactly so i mean so you're an alto or a mezzo or what do you think on that because i hear counter tenor but i i think to myself like counter tenor technically is a a vocal part but is it with that kind of rhetoric is does that part exist in that ideal i think it's only considered like a counter tenor it's just because where the placement is itself Mm, Um, for sure 
because like everyone's chest voice is different and everyone's head voice is different. So like when I'm singing and I'm singing in my higher range nine times out of 10, I'm in head voice the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes like beyond that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's just really about placement. Hmm. I'm not like a huge musical genius. I just do what I can. So I don't know all the terminology. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, you know a lot though. I know enough, especially with what you just said. You definitely. Uh, I know enough to get answer the question. I know enough to get myself through a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> could you? Will you sing for us? I smoked cigarettes since yesterday, uh, so it's, it's gonna sound like the Aflac duck for a minute. Aflac. Happy birthday, Mr. President. That's all I got. Have you ever done that? No. Would you consider doing that number? To a special... Yes. A special... To a special... JFK. To a special someone um, who might be their birthday. Um, But no, if I could like recreate that Marilyn dress and do... I would do that. And I would actually sing it live. Do that mixed with... uh, um, Is it birthday cake or come and put your name on it? What's the name of that song? Oh, that Rihanna song? Come and put your name on it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Oh, my God. Start out nice and sultry and then have Mm -hmm. the dress drop and I'm in, like, a bikini. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then someone comes out, brings out a birthday cake, and then we reenact the video Cake Farts. I haven't seen that video. I'm going to educate you today. Is it on YouTube? Uh, No, because it's... um... (laughs) (laughs) It's not on YouTube. It's uh, not on the YouTubes. um, Is it on A-Tube? It it is on a. Is it on a hub, of some sort? I don't think it's on a hub. I think it's on. Oh God, I don't even know. You might get like some fucking malware if you like watch it. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a it's one of those sketchy sites. Yeah. But I was a dumb, curious teenager, and I looked it up one day, and I I wanted to vomit. Cake farts. Cake farts. It's a. Will you tell me? I'm what gonna it is? I'm gonna paint you a pretty picture. So it's a girl in like an early 2000s style kitchen, you know, very like um If you if trigger warning, if tri- you don't if you don't like gross stuff cuz this is probably this is, be gross. It's right up there with one man one jar. It's kind of two girls one cup. Yeah, it's it's up Blue there. Waffle. It's it's up there. If you so, recognize any of these If you recognize these names, stop. La 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 la. Or um, go to Google Images. Yes. And f- educate yourself. Sorry. Um so it starts off with this girl in this early 2000s kitchen, like standard model home, like laminate floors, like shitty put together cabinetry. And then it, the camera just pans on her face. She's like, do you know what I like most? Cake farts. And then she gets on the counter and she's not wearing any pants, by the way. Mm-hmm. And she sits on a chocolate cake and just rips ass for a solid five minutes. <laughs> And that is the whole video of Cake Farts, and that's all that happens. So <laughs> if you want to watch it, I don't support it. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, fun fact, it's going to be Bella's birthday, our last brunch in January. Mm-hmm. And for her birthday, we're going to get her a cake, and we're actually going to reenact Cake Farts. Can we? I'm, I told her you, we're doing you're going it. you going to? Like on stage? Yes. I'm going to fart on a cake for her, and then I'm going to make her eat it. Happy 
Happy birthday, Mrs. President. Eat it. Oh my god! And then, like, not even like forcefully eat it. Just like shove the whole cake in her face. I think what we should do is uh, we'll get the cake right, and then you can fart away. Period. And then we'll get a, a nice slice, right? And we'll a good have thick slice. A good thick slice, and then that pointy end. We're gonna put that. Right, right up her butt. ass. No, oh. and then she, and then we're gonna take her face, and then she can eat human centipede. That bitch. Yeah, and then oh at the very, and then at the very end, you can have a little cake fart, and it will just. Oh my god! Only if a cherry comes out at the end, though. Just like right on top. We can make that happen. Listen, I got a jar of maraschino cherries in my car. We can make that happen. Yeah. Don't ask me where I got them from. What a test. Can you get this maraschino cherry in your asshole without it actually collapsing or breaking? It needs to be whole when it comes back out. I got you. I got it. Done. Solid. I can do it. Have you ever seen someone shoot a ping pong ball? Been there. Done that once. Uh, Yeah? Yeah. Like one of those uh, videos online with the physics people who are like... And goes oh from like God. 20 cu- cups into like the last one. They're like, yes. Yeah. That so would... that's you with a ping pong ball in your, your asshole. Basically. Great. Yeah. I'm very talented. <laughs> you got to check. I got a talent. Where do we find that TikTok? Um, <laughs> I don't have a TikTok. Well, I do have a TikTok, but not of me with the ping pong balls. That That's still in the drafts. I haven't released that footage yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm saving that for a special occasion. <laughs> That's a burner phone. <laughs> that you got all that on. Yeah, yeah. that's that's li- my little Walmart phone. Send it to people randomly. Hey. Oh my god! Mm. One of my favorite things to do is just go in public and just airdrop random things to people. That sounds fun. It's fucking hilarious because like I'll find the most random shit. Like I found a meme and it was like a picture of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but edited to look like a dick. <laughs> so it was Dwayne the Cock Johnson, mm-hmm. and I went. I can't. I think I was at like. Victorian Square and I just opened my phone and hit airdrop and I sent it to everyone in the area and then I ran away and then they received it and then I, <laughs> I like turned the corner and I watched everyone like open it and they were like what the fuck is this and then Receive a couple it. people in the corner were laughing receive Dwayne's cock Johnson by the way if Dwayne you're ever Johnson. if you're ever in the vicinity of me and you receive a picture it's not from me <laughs> Just remember, she didn't do it. It wasn't me. I don't know who. It was Patricia. It was Patricia. That bitch. That bitch. (laughs) Fuck Patricia. She seems cool, though. I'd party with her. Uh, But where... Where would I find you on social media? Um, So I'm on Instagram at Jessica period Cox with three X's. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm on Twitter. Same thing. But my Twitter is like my public diary. So... Enter at your own risk. Um, I'm on TikTok at Jessica underscore Cox, and that's basically all I really do. Those are the three? Those are the main three. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm very anti-social like media. I'm like a hermit. Mm. I post maybe once every other month. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good to be on there all the time. But then yeah. It's like... Even though I'm like on my phone scrolling through it, I don't post. Yeah, that's like most, that's me. Yeah. That's like most people now, I think. Yeah, you know? I'm very like, I don't know. I would say I don't want to say like homely, but like what what's what's the word? What's the word? Introverted? Introverted? I was gonna say hermit. I'm like a hermit. 
when I'm at home, I'm like under a blanket. No one talk to me. No one look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm just on my phone. Scroll 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 scroll, 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 scroll. I don't even like anything. I'm just. Yeah. Isn't it at, at that speed too? The psychology of scrolling is possibly one of the craziest things yeah. to me. Like looking at things, and sometimes I see something that I actively want to read, but then I'm like, it's uh, too long. I'm I not can't. gonna. I'm not gonna even like this. Sometimes I'm going through. I'm liking everything, not reading anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I read it all. I don't like one thing. It could be like a picture of like a girl on the beach. Like I just murdered my whole family. Like like it. Love it. You look great. <laughs> you look beautiful. You look Keep, great on that You're doing beach. amazing, sweetie. Live your best life. Fuck your family. Yeah, and then it's like a three-page like three essay about something that's really important. Right. And you're just like, mm. Like someone's like having, like someone's having like a real mental breakdown and they post a selfie and you're like, you look great, king. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. Chin up. Chin up, Keep bud. Going. You're doing great. <laughs> Hang in there. <laughs> Picture send, of a kitten. Send, yeah, I was gonna say send a picture of a kitten hanging in there. Hanging in there. Ah, lagoon. I watched too much SpongeBob last week. Listen, I love SpongeBob. It's great. It's I, gold. Have you? There's a. I'm a. I'm a meme queen. Mm-hmm. I love memes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a meme I saw, and it was like the Real Housewives of Bikini Bottom, and it was like hyper edited pictures from spongebob of like all the characters dressed up as like bimbos from new york Hmm. they were all in like black slutty dresses it was everything to me i saved it on my phone (laughs) i was like i was like this is this is gonna be me in the house of desmore we're gonna do this for halloween everyone's gonna be a character from spongebob yeah they're gonna be bimboed out sexy patrick Yes, sexy Patrick Patrick with with the thigh high boots and the fishnets Mm -hmm. and the same green and pink shorts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Green and pink. Is mayonnaise an instrument? Is mayonnaise an instrument? The owner of the white sedan, you left (laughs) your lights on. (laughs) Oh, um, well, Jessica. Well. um, is, was there anything else you'd like to discuss today? Anything art-wise you got going on besides just drag? I mean, that's all I really do. I just do drag and I do hair, and that's pretty much about it. So, I have one last question for you. I have one last answer. Um, give me, like, your three, in no particular order, three of, of your favorite movies. Oh, no. I have a lot. Or you could say more than three, but okay. just give me like a, um, a short list. Well, I think right now my short list, um, The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy, basically mm-hmm. anything with Melissa McCarthy. I'm just like on the floor dying laughing. So Gilmore Girls? Gilmore Girls, yes. Um, um, oh God, what's the what's the show she's in with the, her husband? Uh, Mike, and, Mike Molly. and Molly. That one's not as funny, but it's still kind of funny. Um, Ocean's Eight. Mm-hmm. That one's a really good one. I liked it because of Rihanna. Um, and then I gotta go. I gotta go with Tammy with Melissa McCarthy. Big I big Melissa McCarthy. I thing. fucking love Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. she's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. What about her uh, comedy? Do you like or her I, acting? I really because so fun fact. A lot of her scenes, like where she's like yelling and like fighting with people, a lot of that is improved. Mm. So like whenever she's like having a heated argument with someone in a movie, 99% improv Like she has like a basic thing of like what she has to say, but all those lines, they're all improvised. And I think she's just a 
funny person just to come up with all that shit off the top of her head. That kind of uh, you do you do some numbers from Reno nine one one. I do. That kind of reminds me of like that in a way. Maybe I, that's just something you like that improv feel. I I really do like that improv feel, like where you don't know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it makes entertainment a little bit better when mm-hmm. you have to come up with something on the spot. Because mm-hmm. sometimes in a show, nothing's gonna be perfect all the time, so you gotta think think on the fly. Just got to do it. Yeah, you just got to do it. Just and then react sometimes. Yep. You just got to say it and stick with it. It's hard. Yes, and. Yes, and. Yes, it's, and. It's, it's hard. Yeah, I, uh, I was having a conversation with my roommate, Joe, and it was about um, reaction versus reflection. Yes. And how to note when you need to react and when you need to reflect. And it just is something that literally comes down to every question or conversation you're ever going to have. Yes. And it's so it's so odd because I keep saying that I want to get to a point where I've reflected enough that my reactions will reflect my reflections so I can just have them. And I don't need to think, you know, specifically in maybe times of adversity or, you know, hard, hard conversations, whatever those look like, um, not reacting to them sometimes is a mistake mm-hmm. but if i've never been there before i have to reflect in order to know how to react yes you know it's it's weird emotions are weird you could do what i do um i just have full-on arguments with myself in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> i like to plan out my arguments so i know what i'm saying yeah every single avenue of it yeah literally i will straight up yell at myself in the mirror for like an hour and then i'll like wipe the tears away and i'm like okay we're good i'm ready <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm ready I'm prepped I'm ready cool. I'm ready bring on the bitch bring out that bitch um, well Jessica uh, that was really great thank you very much for coming on yeah thank y'all for having me I was we appreciate happy to be you. here um, and uh, until next time au revoir bye, bye. Per. Per. perfect I blacked out halfway through that, so... Did you? Yeah, a little bit. You just watch it. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. 